Hey, glad you're listening. Listen, uh, just so you have to kind of know when I did this and kind of have a, a ability to kind of put it in a time frame. Today is July the 28th. It's Tuesday afternoon about 3 o'clock, and it has been raining just about all day uh, here in Tallatown, Mississippi. Got out today, made a uh, tried to make a home visit, check on some folks, and, and just I'm telling you, it just rained, rained, rained. But anyway, we are glad that you are here. If you have your copy of God's Word, I hope that you'll open it to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and 2 Timothy chapter 3, and that whole chapter there, uh, I hope you'll go back and read it when we're done, but I wanted to give you the basis from which we'll be speaking. Paul tells us in that chapter that Scripture is given to us to equip us to do what has to be done. But the truth is, so few Christians seem to be doing anything at all, and they don't seem to be bothered about that. And you have to wonder why. Well, I think the answer is right here. We are not equipped to do the work as we do not read or study the manual that equips us to do the work. In other words, we may read, we may sing, we may listen. But the truth is we need to get down to, you know, to not just reading other people's thoughts. We need to get down to reading God's Word. Uh, people often read many things. They will read the thoughts of their favorite pastor or Bible teacher or the book of a seminary professor that someone else knew or studied under and tell them about. But often they will not read the Word of God. And thus so many things seem to go undone that would be done if we simply followed the Word. I, I can tell you this. This doesn't mean I haven't received inspiration and guidance from other writers but it is the Word of God that can fix us. It is the Word of God that uh, that sends us and, and uh, informs us and directs us. And I believe that if we started reading God's Word more as a whole, the body of Christ, we would see many of the things that get churches in trouble and, and kind of just get in the way of, of making progress in the name of Jesus. We'd see many of those things fall by the wayside. But instead... Uh, following and reading God's Word, we're doing other things. I've been reading the Word of God through every year now for so long that I can't number, I, I can't tell you how many times I've read it through. I never forget some years ago, we were in a, a conference or a meeting somewhere, and the and the people leading the session, I don't even remember who he was, he got to talking to people about how many times they've read God's Word through. And, and mostly this was adult leaders of a churches, uh, youth ministers, pastors of churches. Uh, they probably a few worship leaders in there, usually are. And he got to, he asked how many of us have ever, had ever read the Word of God through. Now, there were no young people in there. There were no uh, newbies in there, so to speak. He was all church leaders. Like I say, and most of them pastors or, or staff of some type. And it was amazing when asked, when pressed, how few people could say they read the Word of God through. And the one time that they'd read it through, at least one time. And then just out of curiosity, he began to ask, how many times have you read it through? And um, he began to take various numbers and uh, people, you know, a lot of people had read it through at least once. Uh, a few had read it through twice and three times and four times and and uh, it, just, it just got smaller and smaller. But I am telling you today that we need to get back to reading the, the Word of God. The words of man will fail, but the Word of God will stand. It's just that simple. Uh, one of the things that I have learned in ministry, one of the things that, that I have learned in, in my years in the pastorate is to be very cautious of quoting people 
but make sure that you often quote the Word of God. One of our people at Spring Creek one time asked me, we had a conversation about not quoting people, and I really didn't know that people had not noticed, had noticed that I really didn't quote a lot of folks. And when I did, they were typically dead and gone for a long time. And they asked me about it, or we talked about it. I forget exactly how the conversation started. And, and they said that they realized that the reason I did that was I didn't want to quote someone and then later find out, you know, or hear that he, he or she had messed up. And there was truth in that because there are a lot of people that, you know, they go through a season where they're on fire for the Lord and then they mess up. I'll never forget meeting John Bassanio, former pastor in the Texas, in Houston, Texas, that area, well known throughout uh, the land, especially in Southern Baptist life, which I am. And he was at a, a convention that I was at, a conference I was at. And I walked down and he was eating breakfast and it's well known and he was eating by himself. And we spoke and I like I say, we had a long uh, conversation. We spoke and, and he said a few things. I said a few things. It was very pleasant. And then some other people come along and sit at his table with him. And, you know, I kind of got out of the way. That's, that's just my style. Well, the next thing I knew, his next book was out. John, Dr. Bassanio, I don't mean any disrespect. He'd written a number of books. And, and his next one, when his next one came out, I got it as I often did when his books came out. I like to read the things that he said. He, he, told of a, he told a story of his seminary experience of having the guys, if I'm not mistaken, either the guys who started with him in seminary or the guys who finished with him in seminary. And I don't, I don't remember which one it was, but let's just say finished for the sake of argument. And he had them all sign his Bible and he signed it himself. And he said, now, this is his story, not mine, that 50 people signed it. And some years later, and I think 20 years later, it could have been 25, could have been more. It doesn't change the point. But some years later, he sat down and looked at that Bible and all those 50 names, and he realized something that just, well, it blew me away when he shared it. He said this, that of those 50 people, there was one person left in the ministry, and that was him. And it just was a, a reminder that if you do not stay close to the Word of God, you may have a good position, you may be in a popular church, uh, you may be in a successful ministry, but your ability to hang on, persevere, and make it through is severely limited if you don't read the Word of God on a regular basis. I, I could spend time uh, just kind of thinking about it today, giving you thought about, okay, this is why we read God's Word. This is why we need to do that. Well, I could also give you a program. Uh, I remember uh, one of the first guys that I that I worked with. Uh, he was he was our well. I, we gave him a title. I can't even <laughs> I can't even remember. Uh, we gave that guy a title. You cannot put on the door. Uh, basically, I think that title was supposed to cover. He was to do anything and everything the pastor couldn't, wouldn't. Uh, maybe he even shouldn't do. I don't know, but he, he had a long title. But I still remember him talking to me about a program, a, reading, a Bible reading program called 2959, where you read the Bible 29 minutes and 59 seconds every day. And so I have, in early in my faith and then through the years, been introduced to various reading programs. Well, the best program that works for me is just to read. Read God's Word. I have. Uh, every year I've been on a program uh, where I read through it, uh, and, and I used to read through it more than once a year. I've, I've changed that and read it through once a year 
focusing and trying to see what God has to say. Uh, because I believe in His Word, God speaks to us. And I, I, I just say, I like to say this, whatever program you use, use the one that works for you. I remember some years ago, I was teaching, uh, I was teaching this class or this group about the importance of reading God's Word. And, and I made the statement, if you're not reading God's Word at all, read five verses a day. And, and, and a couple of guys probably just got offended at that. I said, well, if you're not reading God's Word at all, and you read five verses a day, and there's seven days a week, so that's 35 verses a week. And they, well, yeah, okay. Well, if you go 10 weeks, that's 350 verses. And well, yeah. And I did the math. I had a calculator with me, and I don't have a calculator open today. I just kept showing them that it added up. Now, eventually, you would read the Word of God through. It would take a while, but you would do it. And they said, well, that would take a long time. I said, well, if you're doing nothing, doing something is better when it comes to reading God's Word. And I believe what happened, this is what happened to me. I just share my story with you. <clears throat> what always happens to me is that when I start a reading program, I never want to stop where the program wants to stop. Uh, this year, I was supposed to start, I was going to read the Bible through uh, by reading so many verses. If you take the number of verses in the Old Testament, the number of verses in the New Testament, divide them by the year, I was going to read that number, so I would read both books through the year. Well, I, I got so far out of whack with that, reading more than I was supposed to read. It's like, oh, man. But, uh, you know, I, that's the way I read God's Word. I just pick it up and read it and stick with it. I like to finish a story. I like to finish an event. I like to finish those things. But I want to get back to what we talked about is that you, we need to read God's Word. It's what equips us. So settle on something or move towards something or, or, or have something that works for you. Set your goal. Stick to it. By the way, when we think about how God works, as Paul says, He uses the Word to equip us. Think about it this way. He uses the Word of God, number one, to engage us in spiritual growth and personal, uh, uh, personal growth. And yes, that's spiritual growth as well. Uh, but sometimes what happens is we have this great growth spurt because we're reading God's Word, and people see that, and, and, and they, well, I mean, he's really grown spiritually. And that is true, and that is good. But also what happens by reading God's Word, we grow personally. Uh, God, when you read God's Word, you'll find that he deepens your relationships. He broadens your understanding. Uh, you will see things you'd never seen, even though they'd always been right there. So remember that God will engage you in growth as you read the Word of God, if you read it regular. Uh, secondly, when we think about reading the Word, uh, Paul talks about equipping, you know, equips us. Uh, what God does when we read the Word on a regular basis, He qualifies us as the called of God who are to make a difference in the world. And there's an old saying that see from time to time. I'm not sure that I can get it right. I didn't write it down. Uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I think that's how it goes. If not, it's 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 pretty close. If you find it, I missed it. <laughs> yeah. uh, send me an email or a text. Hey, you didn't quite get that right, and I'll correct it. But the point of that saying is, hey, what God does in our life, the more we read his word, the more we listen to his voice speaking to us, the more he puts things in our life that qualifies us uh, to do the work, uh, to do the task, to fulfill the ministry, however you want to say it, that he wants us to have. God uses our mind and heart to lead us to, to grow in the spirit and bring light to our world. And he does that when we read the word of God. You say, Brother David, you know, 
this isn't a very exciting teaching. Well, no, it's not. It's a practical day. I wanted to teach practically what you and I need to do. And you and I need to read the Word of God. And whether we do it for five minutes a day or 29 minutes and 29 seconds or an hour, whatever we do, let's read the Word of God. You say, well, my program, who do I tell about it? What do I do? How do I establish? Well, first off, I keep what I do typically to myself. I'm not out to impress anybody with the way I read God's Word. I'm not out trying to blow people away. And I'm not in a competition with anybody that uh, that comes. I told you, I told you about that conference uh, we were in where the guy was finding out how many people uh, had read God's Word and how many times they'd read it through. Well, some folks that I knew and knew me and, and, and know that I read God's words noticed that I never raised my hand other than the fact that I had read the Bible through. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't say, okay, I've read it five times or ten times. And they asked me about that. And I said, well, to be honest with you, I know that I've read it more and I gave them a number. And I said, but that is between me and God. <laughs> I wasn't there trying to um, get noticed in the crowd for reading God's Word. What I'm trying to do is get it in my heart. The Bible says, Thy word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Or some translations that I might not sin against God. Well, the reason... Oh, by the way, that's Psalm 119. The reason we read God's Word is to build ourselves up to keep us from sin, not to impress a conference or conference speaker. It was pointed out that... um, some guy, the guy got noticed. He read the Word of God in uh, a number of times, and and that he had read it less than I had. Well, gosh, I I really hate talking about this. To me, I, that didn't bother me, and I I looked at it this way. Maybe he needed some recognition. You know, sometimes we need a recon- We need someone to recognize us. We need a pat on the back. We need a arm around the neck. Uh, I didn't say hands on the neck. I said arm around the neck. Listen, let me tell you something. And this has nothing to do with our study today. I'm interjecting this right now. You and I need to find people in our life. When we, when we come across them, I don't mean we need to go on a search for them. We won't have to because they're out there everywhere. We need to find the people that God has in our life right now that need some encouragement, you know, a pat on the back, a hug around the neck. I, I just, man, I appreciate you. I'm going to tell you, in the last, it's almost a year now since we've retired. And life is, <laughs> D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T, I think that's how you spell the word. It's different. It's not bad. It's just different. It's very, very different. And I cannot tell you how many times I have been blessed by people that I pastored the last 28 years uh, some of them I didn't pastor 28 years, obviously, who who check on us or call us or text us. And there's this one dear lady from Spring Creek. And every once in a while, this out of the clear blue, she'll text me and say something like this. Good morning, pastor. You know, I just want you to know I still love you and appreciate you. And she doesn't realize how big of a blessing that is to us. Another lady uh, that just, she she listens to the programs and she you know, to the podcast and to the, the videos. And every once in a while, she'll say, hey, good one today. Or she'll say something about it and send it a text. And uh, she doesn't realize what an encouragement that is. Because I'm telling you, when you go from preaching every Sunday and every Wednesday to uh, a group of folks, 
and leave that, retire from that, and and go to become an interim pastor, as I did, in a very, very wonderful group of people, but a church that's, you know, a good deal smaller. And and I'm the temporary guy, and they know that. Uh, I'm there till they get a real pastor. It, it's, it's good sometimes just to have somebody that has been around your ministry to say, hey, I still remember you. Very good. Let me tell you a neat story. <laughs> I hope you got time for this. There was a young lady in our church. And I say a young lady, a young girl. Beautiful baby, beautiful family. Uh, but <laughs> she, <laughs> she wouldn't hug my neck. She would hardly speak to me. Once in a while, I'd get a smile. Didn't matter, children's moment, whatever. Well, her mother texted me the other day. And, and the, the, here again, this mother will never know how much that meant to me. And she said, Brother Danny, and she named her daughter. She misses you. Well, you say, Brother Danny, no, that had to do reading God's Word. Well, no, it, it doesn't, but it does. Because the Word of God teaches us, and we would know this if we've read it, we should love our neighbor as ourselves. And every time I get a text from somebody, man, that I pastored, yeah, that they don't see me anymore. They don't, you know, you know, I don't run into their path. I was just on the phone while ago with somebody and, you know, and I told them, well, I'm not likely to run into you, <laughs> into you. And we talked about that. But every time somebody remembers us and sends us a text or calls us or whatever it is, oh, it's such a blessing. Well, in the same way now, as I'm at South Pacoma Baptist Church, I'm going to tell you, a fine group of folks. And although I'm the temporary guy, although I'm the interim pastor, there are some there are some people who go out of their way once in a while to say something or to do something just to remind me or to say to Kathy that they appreciate us and glad we're there. Now you say, well, are you doing a good job? I don't know about that. I'm going to tell you, in the pandemic, <laughs> who knows? But they treat me, a number of these folks treat me like I am. And that means the world to us. I've said all that to say this. Read God's word and you will learn that part of equipping as a child of God is learning to say to people, other people, hey, appreciate you, love you. Man, thanks for what you're doing. Thanks for what you've done. God bless you. I've got to spend the, I got to spend the time this week with a dear, dear friend and just talk to us, spend time over the phone, actually. And um, he told me he got off the phone. He missed us. And that's just, you know, hey, that's what you do. You let people know you acknowledge them. You thank God. Well, that is part of God using our mind and heart. Hey, you thought I lost my place. Leading us to grow in the spirit and bring light to our world. When we read God's word on a regular basis, when we, when we go through it, study it and work our way through it, God introduces us to things that help us navigate the waters of daily living. I am telling you right now, I don't know that you ever get to a place in life that you don't need the guidance of God's Word. I just, I don't understand why people think, I don't have to read it. I mean, I'm telling you. And during this pandemic, oh my gosh, do I need the Word of God to bring light to my spirit, soundness to my soul, guidance to my heart, deliverance to my mind. And I could go on and I could almost get excited and start like I was preaching. Oh. Well, one more. When we read God's Word, when we do it on a, read God's Word on a regular basis, when we, when we bring the truth of God into our heart on a regular basis, God, God places us among the informed <clears throat> and prepared. Now, I know all of you didn't catch every bit of that and the way I did it. I know I got, <clears throat> I got off track. 
So let me say this. God equips us through the reading of his word, which engages us in spiritual and personal growth. It qualifies us as the call of God who to make a difference in the world. He uses our mind and heart when we read his word to lead us to grow in the spirit and to bring light to the world. Now, you notice several times we use the word world. Let me tell you something. When you read God's word, you will develop a heart for this world. When we read his word, he introduces us to things that help us navigate the waters of daily living. And we all need to do that because sometimes I'm telling you, there's a swamp. Sometimes there is a flowing river and sometimes there's a dead sea. And we need to know how to navigate all of those and any other uh, thing you can think of. Well, and the last one. When we read his word, when we take in God's word truthfully, he places us among the informed and prepared. And so therefore, when he brings people into our life or situations occur, we are ready because we have read the word of God. Well, hey, I have enjoyed talking to you. I know it's a little different and more of a uh, kind of a sharing my heart about reading God's word. But let me tell you about one thing that just brings amazement to me. And I'm easily amazed, I guess. But one of the things I've noticed, because I have read God's word a number of times, from cover to cover, as they say, I will be reading in a story. I will be reading an event. I will be reading a passage. And my mind will be preparing me for something that's coming. Something that's getting there. Something that is going to happen. And it's something that I didn't have, I had no I had no idea we were reading, but I wasn't thinking about it. And I have learned, it took me a while to learn this, that is God reminded me, that is God refreshing me, that is God re-energizing me, that is God restoring me to a love of His Word. Hey. I know time's about up, so I'll get off. I hope you've enjoyed this. Let us hear from you. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. Send us an email. Let us know. Brother Danny, man, I like to hear the teaching. Uh, go back in the library. Listen, and somebody not long ago, bad weather, they were both sick, and they, they said, hey, we went back and listened to every one of the podcasts. And I thought, boy, what a blessing you are to me today. I don't know if it blessed them, but it blessed me. So go back in the library if you want to and just, hey, listen, apparently you can. They're in there. But let us know what you think. Hey, give us an idea if you want to. Hey, Brother Danny, address this when it comes up or, or think about that. Pray about this. I, I, I'd love to do that. Anything I can do for you, let me know. We still do pastoral counseling. You know, it's uh, uh, sometimes over the phone. Sometimes it's through text. Sometimes we, we're able to sit down and talk eyeball to eyeball, uh, even in the pandemic, although that's harder than it used to be. We love you. We appreciate you. God bless you. Listen, let me give you one other story, and we're going to close. Today, Kathy and I went to a farmer's market. I tell you, we went out to uh, see somebody, uh, to check on them, minister them. And I don't know if we did a good job there or not. A lot going on there. Hard to tell uh, whether or not our, our, our presence was even really noticed in some ways because it was just, you know, timing wasn't as good as you'd like. But on the way, we stopped at a farmer's market in Tallertown, Mississippi, we left something at the farmer's market. We did. We, we had to trace it down and 
Somehow, Kathy remembered where we had left it, so uh, she she made a connection there, and the people there were so friendly, so kind, so gracious. They were actually going to bring that something to us where we could get it. Now, we made it back to Hollertown for the laugh. We were able to get it. We felt relieved that we had been able to track it down. They didn't want to lose it. It was important to us. But I thought, boy, that, that and, and these people just, we haven't shared our testimonies with one another, but I could tell they love the Lord. They just are, you know, just good folks. And I thought, what a blessing to find people who are willing to put themselves out for you a little bit. Well, I believe if you read God's word, that's what you find. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, you can find our podcast in lots of places. I record them on Anchor. The people that I know who, who respond to me and tell me things usually listen to Spotify, but they're on 10 or 12 other venues as well. I have no clue if they'll stay there or, or if they'll be moved if for a lack of you know uh, audience or, or whatever. But right now, as far as I know, they're still in those 10 or 12 places. So if you've got a place that you listen to podcasts, listen, tell a friend, share it with someone, let us hear from you. If you have a prayer request, send it to us at DK Ministries. You can send it to that email address, dspreacherman at gmail.com, or you can contact DK Ministries and send it there. God bless you. Love you. Hang in. Hold on. Read God's Word.